This is Creepy and Geeky, a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Welcome to Creepy and Geeky. I'm your host, Robert, and on today's episode, we're celebrating Black History Month with a couple of vampire movies from 1973, Ganja and Hess and Scream, Blackula Scream. Joining me for this episode is my great friend, Donna, from the Donna the Dead podcast. Welcome back to the show, Donna. Woohoo! I am so glad that you're back. I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I we, mean talk, we talk on social media, but, you know, I haven't talked to you, talked to you in ages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, and to be fair, we like all last year is pretty much like once a month at least. Right. Um, and so, and, and with the new format I've got going on with uh, the what's your favorite double feature, I kind of feel like we're not going to talk as much. <laughs> so <'cause> it's not <laughs> going to be, you know, in that same vein. But we do have plans for something new and interesting. Hopefully that we can, uh, uh, get these uh get the plans worked out so we'll probably be talking once a month and you'll be hearing us at least once. yeah that'll be really fun yeah, I, I hope i hope we can get that going soon i'm excited me too yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i think so but yeah that being said um we are talking you know this is black history month and i always love having donna on uh to talk about a couple of um black led movies either by the filmmakers or the you know and or uh the casts mm -hmm. and, and everything and so and i've been doing this the last couple of years she's been my guest for um the last few years on these episodes and um yeah it's uh the these are one i know is very close to your heart ganja and has mm -hmm. um and uh, you just did a podcast uh, episode about it for your own black history month episodes that you're doing yep. on your show yeah. Um, so, you know, this will be a nice little, um, you know, combo to do together, um, uh, for, for listeners, hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, let's go ahead and start. We'll start with Ganja and Hess, um, uh, which is, uh, both of these movies were made in 1973, um, which was interesting, uh, cause we kind of talked about what we were going to do with Ganja and Hess. And then I threw out Scream, Blackula Scream without realizing mm -hmm. they were actually made in the same year. The same year. Um, <laughs> both about vampires but both wildly different from each oh, other yes. so so ganja and hess is uh an interesting movie um it's uh it was written and directed um by a um a man and i don't have his name right here oh bill gunn bill gunn yes who also stars in the movie uh and uh he is um a, a he was a playwright right right yeah he was uh i i i really Without giving so much away, I, I really wish I could have seen a lot more of what he would have done in the world of cinema. But yeah, he was mm -hmm. a playwright. And uh, this film was so far ahead of its time. And when I say it's it's one of my favorites, it's one of my favorites. It's like one of my absolute <laughs> favorites. Um, hence me doing an episode about it. But it it was a, uh, you know, for a black exploitation film, it's just so unique and and just so different and it definitely is not one that everybody is clamoring to see <laughs> so I, can, right. I can tell you it has a lot of uh i guess 
surrealist dreamlike qualities and i think the pacing oh yeah for a lot of people they don't really like the pacing of it um but for me you know i was kind of struck just because of the cast and just the whole sexy and sensuality of it it I saw this way too young. <laughs> let me just let me just throw that out there first. That's funny. Um, so, you know, it, it obviously had a huge impression on me at a very young age when I probably should not have been watching this. But yeah, it, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about it before I start gushing out like a fangirl. So I I I liked it. I'll say I liked it overall. I Mm hmm think that it it doesn't it's not for me. That's the thing that, you know, I, I, I realized that this movie is not necessarily for someone like me. Um, this movie is very steeped in um, what I assume is, you know, just black culture um, in, in, in a lot of ways. It plays on a lot of and I had to look this up. It was interesting, too, because, um, you know, they talk about the the Mirthians or the Mithrians um, and uh, like a, a, a an African culture that drank blood. Um, and I was like, is this a real thing? And apparently it's not. Apparently Right. it's just something he created <laughs> Just for the for movie. the movie. But I was Yeah. fascinated by that. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Um, e even, you know, even though it's not a real thing, I was just like, oh, that's, that's really cool that he created this mythology Mm -hmm. um, that, um, um, so I, I find it interesting because there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Christian um, mythology and stuff kind of all mixed together um, with all of this. And it's kind of, It's kind of weird. Uh, it's you know what I mean. It's like because you know it definitely takes the it's taking a lot from um vampire um lore Mhm. Mm <laughs> yeah, the vampire for mythos, sure. Yeah, yeah. it takes a lot from that and twists it into its own little ways. And I felt like it didn't fully connect. But again, that's something where it's probably going over my head in a way that I'm not. Not necessarily not supposed to understand, but that I don't understand because I don't know the cultural aspects Right. of it. I mean, and and I I will say even as a black person, I know a lot of black people that don't like this movie. So I don't think it's anything that you're missing, but I think you're right. It's it's like a a little bit from column A, from column B. And unfortunately that is one of those things in African culture, you know, uh, worshiping in a different way and then having to be kind of taught Christianity and kind of piecemealing these different things together Yeah. to make your own religion. So for me, it works on that, that level, on that aspect. But you don't think that it's a cultural thing <laughs> entirely, Yeah, yeah. because like I said, I have a lot of friends on Instagram that are like, yeah, this movie went for me, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they are just as much an African-American as I am, but they, you know, right. for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with them. And it, and it may just be, it was at a time in my life where I was questioning, as we've always had these discussions, I'm not that religious, I, you know, I just, don't really delve that heavily into it. But I was also at an age where my mother let me decide if I was going to remain in the church, what was I going to do, you know, and I 
kind of made my own decision about where I was heading as far as that aspect. Um, having said that, a lot of people don't like it because it is more like a play. Like a lot of people don't like that feeling that it's like a, a play in a movie or a movie in a play. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's, a, you know, very, very um, centralized to the house more than right. anything in the, in the area around the house. Um, it's, it's, I can see, and it is a lot of talking. It's a mm -hmm. lot of, there's a lot of more naturalistic talking. It's very, it feels very um, improvisational. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like there's much in the way there. There's a story there, but it definitely feels like they're just kind of going, okay, well, let's see what we do here. Let's like, right. like, like, let's just, let's just see what happens. You it's know, like you, like you just said, it's, it feels very improvised and, you know, like yeah. he's letting them kind of roll with whatever they're feeling in this particular moment of the scene. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for whatever reason, once again, it just, that works for me. And, and it's almost like, I know you're probably going to think, what? But it's almost like when you see Evil Dead and then you see Evil Dead 2, it's like, oh, that's what you wanted to do. I feel right. like he probably would have made a bigger or explored this world a little bit more had he, you know, had the money and time and, right. you know, go Yeah, because he didn't have a lot of money. Um, no. When reading up on this, he didn't have a lot of money. But at the same time the reason why he was able to make it the way he was able to make it was because he had a lot more freedom. And I think mm -hmm. again, coming from that playwright aspect, um, I think he was probably, this is something he was interested in pursuing in this form. Mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily think that the story is something that, you know, maybe he might have later on down the road, you know, redone it and said, well, this is kind of the way I wanted to and made right. it more of a cohesive but story. Probably not. I but mean, probably I think not. You're, yeah, you're right. He just wanted the freedom to make the kind of movie that he would. I like when artists make the kind of things that they would want to see or read, right. you know, and I feel like that's exactly what he did. He wanted to make his own version of a black exploitation movie, but not, I guess, akin to what he'd been seeing, you know, and right. And the, there was so much, um, heft to it the story that was so much in that because i guess for the 70s you know being a black person and dealing with all of the things that that hess that the character hess was dealing with yeah it just seemed like it was a lot of inner inner turmoil and inner uh you know inner battles with himself right and he just had all these great themes you know about addiction and like you said the yeah. spirituality and religion and sexuality and i don't know i just i just fell in love with it and it didn't hurt that you know i've got dwayne jones in this movie because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, i'm absolutely head over heels for him to this day um and marlene clark oh my gosh that woman is beyond gorgeous um <laughs> but yeah it's just and I, I think it left a huge imprint on me too because I'd never seen a black exploitation movie kind of like this. Right. Um you know, you get to see caricatures of people and and this it was like these people are just people. <laughs> you know, they're not they're not portraying what we assume black people are like. And when I, when I watch right. black exploitation movies and I love black exploitation movies, don't get me wrong. I grew up on them. But 
sometimes it's just like, really, 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 you know? And then when I saw Yeah. this, I was like, this is really good. Like I, I could imagine these people being real people, not just Right. a, Well, what? a kind of a farce of what you think black people are. Yeah, no. And I think, honestly, I think that I did make a mistake in this because you had actually suggested another movie um, to um, combine with this. And I think that movie actually fits better with this as a double feature than what we ended up going with with Scream, Black and the Scream Mm -hmm. <laughs> right um, because you had suggested The Hunger. And I wanted to do two Black-led movies to do a Black uh, Black right History Month thing. But I do think The Hunger actually really matches this in terms of that kind of ethereal quality, a, mm -hmm. a story that is kind of thin um, and and not in a bad way, um, but just in a in a way that the story it, it's more style than story. Um, and I think that's what this movie is, too. There's a lot of style Mm-hmm. going There's a into lot. it Yeah. that's not. Because he's he's saying some stuff, but he's saying a little bit of stuff because it's really Mm-hmm. to me, it wasn't like and again, it's not super deep to me. Like I I basically understood everything while also not understanding some things just again because <laughs> right. of black culture, you know. And so I'm like, okay, well, I, I mostly understand it. Um, but you know, but it's even the same with the the hunger. The hunger is very much the same way, where it's like, what the hell is going on in this movie? Um, so I think, and I think that's, what's interesting. I think if Ganja and Hest had come out in the early eighties or late seventies, I think it might've been more successful, I think so too. That whole but dreamlike quality, yeah. you know, like you said, with the hunger, it's it's very similar. And I obviously I'm in love with that movie because of David Bowie, but and and everybody in that movie is gorgeous too. But it's just I don't know. There's something about and the other thing, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over my ADD brain. <laughs> No, go the ahead. other thing I love about uh, Ganja and Hess too is that even though we get the the vampire mythos of obviously they have to drink blood. They're walking out in broad daylight. Like Yeah, there's yeah. no, nothing happens to them when they're out in daylight. And my mom said something really funny uh, a long time ago about this movie. And she was like, well, it's because they're melanated. <laughs> That's funny. and I said, what? And she's like, well, for sun drinkers, that's not going to do anything to them. <laughs> you don't have That's to worry about that. true. Yeah. That's So of a course good, you that's need a, that's an interesting thought though, too. Like it, that is, that is really cool. Yeah, Um, my mom, she was something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like, they're melanated. They're not going to, sun you doesn't know, do anything. I, I always feel like the whole sun thing <laughs> is always just a weird thing anyway. You know, yeah, I this like is. it. I like it kind of better when the vampires aren't like, Me too. like, uh, that's not a, uh, 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 A oh deal God. breaker or anything, Yeah. you know? Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not one of their, um, oh my God, Their weaknesses. what is the ding word? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like completely blanking. One of their vulnerabilities. Oh my God. Right. Uh, that was just, that was escaping my brain. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that, I think it's more interesting when they don't, when it's like they can, they can be out in the daytime and they can hunt and they can do, and they can exist and they can just be, maybe they're a little less powerful during the daytime. That would be okay. Um, you know, that, that would, that would, you know, at least give a little bit, you know, they're more human than Right. they are, you know, but uh, again, I think like, you know, one of the things that, and, and I get the soundtrack. So the problem with 
uh, Ganjan has is it was it was filmed on 16 millimeter um, mm -hmm. and any and all copies that existed um, were not great. Um, and so the existing version that we have um, that um, Kino Lorber put out on um, Blu-ray um, is not that great. Um, and yeah. I watched it via um, Amazon through the uh, Kino Classics mm -hmm. or, or whatever app thing. So I, I got a free um, week on that. It's just like, okay, I'm probably the only movie I'm ever going to watch on here. But, <laughs> um, but so, I, so I watched it on there and it is, it is not the best. Like it, it's, 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 there's film grain. There's sometimes like hair in like in the thing. There's yeah. a persistent hiss uh, through most of the movie. Oh. Yeah. And then the music, um, which can be jarring at times. Um, that was one of the things that, and I, and don't get me wrong. I, I appreciated the jarringness of it, but that's another thing where I think that if it were redone and I know it's been redone, um, cause Spike Lee apparently did a remake the of this movie. Jesus. Yeah, I've Jesus. not seen that. I've... And I've, oh, I've, I've only read about it and people did not like it. So yeah. But I think that's because, again, this was a very personal movie um, to the director mm -hmm. um, and not not putting yourself into that remake and, and, and giving yourself over to it, I think. And I don't think Spike Lee is that kind of director. Um, and so it's just. And I to be fair, I haven't seen it. Maybe it is good. I don't know. I just saw the you know reviews of it and people didn't like it um yeah, I, I don't i don't know how i feel about it i mean i'm not a huge fan of remakes to begin with but mm -hmm. a couple of people after after my episode a couple of people did tell me to at least give it a whirl a few people thought that it was worth a watch oh, okay um so i might bite the bullet and <laughs> watch <laughs> it i just i just haven't really had a desire to yeah but, well, because you um, love the original so much. Yeah, so. but I think it, it wouldn't hurt me to check it out. It's no. probably going to be shot for shot. You know what I mean? That's It'll what I've just... heard is it's almost pretty much shot for shot. Yeah. And so, and, and to me, honestly, a remake that's shot for shot is actually less interesting to me. I would rather them take the kind of the basic storyline there and build and, on it and, and, build on it and make it their yeah. own. It's like, it's like what they did with Candyman in 2021, you know? Yeah like e extrapolating giving you the same kind of feeling um continuing the story mm -hmm. like honestly that's kind of what i would want them to do is maybe make a continuation of this overall story yeah and just kind of give us I, that feel i think if i knew it was something to where it was a uh, more of this tale i'd be like oh okay let me go check this out um now, having said that, I'm probably gonna end up watching it now because I did get like about four or five people saying, "Yeah, you should oh, really? watch That's it." Funny. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "Okay," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch it." But if it sucks, <laughs> you yeah, know, right. I'm gonna tell you. So well, you'll um, have to let me know when you do watch it. So that whenever I, I do, maybe, I'm not yeah. rushing to do it, Robert. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> um, but you know, for even just maybe so I can actually hear a little bit better. Um, one thing I will say with with the the Blu-ray that I have, there's no subtitles. So yeah, it was yeah, interesting. So I heard that. And then the um, watching it on the Kino thing on Amazon prime, they do have subtitles. Yeah. So, so it did so, make it easier for sure. Yeah. that That's the way to go because 
Um, like you said, the, the music can be jarring um, and the hissing was like, oh my gosh. Um, and for some reason as a teenager, I did not remember all of that probably because I was just so enamored by everything that was going on. But uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a favorite. It, it's definitely got a lot of, um, I won't say all cultural, but there are some cultural things in there that right. I, I kind of gravitated to. And it was nice to see, you know, just two dark skin people in love, even though it was kind of a unusual love story. So I did want to um, talk about that a little bit. Too. Yeah. So, because I felt like, cause I I've heard you say this, I'm, I'm, I'm about the love story and everything like that. And while I feel like there is some level of love there mm -hmm. that I also feel like it's a little bit weird. Um, like it's it a lot weird. Fully, well, it didn't fully come off that way to me. Like I felt like it was more of a, like she was coming off this bad relationship with her husband who disappeared and she was like not favorable to him at all. Mm -hmm. Um, She did not, obviously he was, you know, he had his, he had his problems, Um, which I did appreciate too. They really kind of focused in on these uh, mental issues. The guy had right. and kind of like, you know, it, it treated it, um, humanely, uh, especially for the seventies. Um, so it was, it was interesting to, to see that, like, you know, I mean, he still, you know, does the wrong things and stuff like that, but he recognizes it mm -hmm. and he knows he needs help and everything, but you know, it, it was interesting The you know, um, but it was to see her come in and be like, Oh yeah, you know, this guy you know but she's right. just like i need a place to stay and of course you know her and him have like this like relationship it seemed quick number yeah. one um which don't get me wrong i'm totally fine with quick relationships sometimes you you connect to somebody really well and everything like that and i didn't have a problem with that at all um but it was just i it seemed based on and to be fair i mean that's what it was based on mm -hmm. was just like pure passion and um and 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 there wasn't it, the the relationship didn't go on long enough to really um kind of flesh out the, to kind of flesh out. out yeah yeah so i i i can see that my only thing about it is is i feel because he's a playwright he didn't feel the need to flesh that out for whatever reason. Right. I mean, you're right. She shows up. You can see that Hess is either instantly attracted to her or instantly wants to be with her. She's at this point where she doesn't give a rat's ass about her husband at this right, point. Yeah. But she's, you know, she's come looking for him, but not really. Yeah. And, you know, in the span of what, maybe a day or two, they're already hooking up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I can see that. But she also strikes me as a the kind of woman that, maybe this is how she has gotten through in life yeah. by, you know, attaching herself to men who obviously fall in love with her or at least, you know, a lustful moment with her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's got that great monologue about her mother and, you know, just, it seems like she was, that was her way of being empowered yeah. by her situation. You know, she probably didn't have a lot going on. Clearly she didn't have a job because her husband worked and you know, yeah, this is how she, yeah. yeah. So this is how she navigated through life, you know, using her beauty and 
her whatever, her sexuality or whatever to, to get what she needed and claim yeah. that power. Absolutely. So I, so I, kind of can see where where yeah it's like rushed for like there's no kind of courtship whatsoever it's just like well, and okay I, and i'm not and i'm not dismissing it at all mm -hmm. i i do i like i said i do believe in quick love you can get together with somebody quickly mm -hmm. will that sustain possibly you know it, it is possible to sustain something like that um based on that type of stuff but the problem is is that it does have issues almost immediately yeah um you know because he wants he like he's he's really in love with her and he wants to be with her forever so he you know turns her into vampire right. also um and she doesn't like but she doesn't know that like it, it feels less i guess consensual mm -hmm. in a way like she doesn't really know what what, the, what they are yeah what, what the deal is. is yeah and so once he turns her and everything there's almost there there's definitely this friction that happens at that point like things start to fray yeah well i mean she didn't um, ask for it so exactly. that's kind of yeah. like you've not this is now another instance where she's had no say over her life right. or in this case her non-life right. you know she she really had no say in it so i would i would gather that it it does turn quickly because she once again has had a man or someone else that has power make this decision and this choice for her right um which I, I thought was pretty uh, a nice commentary from Bill. No, ben, I did. I, yeah, I agree. A lot I like about, that you know, Black women trying to navigate through life and this, this choice, not, not being given a choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I agree. I thought that was an interesting, like it's, it's, there's a lot of subtext lot going of on to all of mm -hmm. this. Um, and that's what I liked about it too, is like, you know, as much as this movie was, like kind of all over the place at times mm -hmm. that there were definitely some interesting ideas going on. And that's why I'm like, man, this would be kind of cool if somebody could take this movie and kind of redo it and kind of like, not necessarily make it text, but just be like, I guess a little less all over the place with it. Right. Um, and, and see what, see what you could mine out of it. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying actually remake the movie, but kind of do your own with the material that's here. Um, yeah, I think I just think do that it like an inspired nice by Ganja and has. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, and I, I don't know. He just, he just had a lot of things. There were a lot of things in this movie. Um, I know from watching it from a teenage perspective, a lot of it went over my head. And then yeah. when I got older, I was like, holy crap, I didn't even think about this. You know, there's like that scene with um, George where he's, you know, basically going to commit suicide on his property yeah. and he's in the tree and there's this noose and then you see his feet kind of dangling in the trees. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, how did I not understand what the context was, you know, when I was yeah. a kid? Um, and then the, the subtleness of... Uh, the the play on uh, addiction you know the whole yeah blood addiction and and 
the real addiction problems that go on in, in black communities. And I, you know, there's, like you said, there's so much subtext in, in this film. It's uh, a lot of layers and, yeah, but it gets, okay. it does get muddled because, because of the way the pacing is and then the audio, you know, it's hard for a yeah. lot of people to really kind of concentrate and focus on the meat of it because they're like, ah, oh, you know, I can't sit through this. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, and um, that's where I was saying before, because of the soundtrack, the the music that's played through it. I yeah. think if there had been maybe a more subtle um like score going on, maybe, you know, today, you know, somebody bringing in more of a synth score, something right. similar to like, you know, Vangelis in the 80s and stuff like that, you know, something <laughs> where it's more like that kind of level where it just would be like, it would help with the more ethereal nature of it. And like, like going back into the hunger, you know, of, of like that kind of is how that movie. And again, the hunger was not super successful to begin with right. either. Um, that's that one's gotten a cult following as well over time, but it's interesting to, to see the ganja has as much as it is talked about, it's still very rarely talked about. Exactly. Um, and it, and it's, it's, and again, I think it it is because, like you've said, that because of the limitations in both the audio and the video of it, that it's not something people are going back and going, okay, let's let's kind of go back. And there are, don't get me wrong, there are people who've definitely talked about this and and examined it in detail. Mm -hmm. But it's it's interesting that it's not one of those ones that um has been has been influential. Um, that I've heard from at least and in, in any terms of um, other black vampire films. Right. Exactly. So, and, and then I think too, for some, maybe for some people having watched the other black exploitation horror films, this just the pacing and, and the overall tone yeah. of this might just be too different from what, people are expecting you know what true, i mean true um like i have a lot of fun with sugar hill and i think a lot of people like sugar hill and you know it's a great revenge you know story always voodoo but <laughs> but you know that that one has the the it has pacing it has you know good sound it you know it has all of those things that people will sit through and i think as moviegoers, some people just, there's just things that they just, they're like, oh, okay, I've, I've had enough of this. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yeah. Let me, let me get to the end. I'm just one of those people because I, I've watched this and I've seen it and I've seen it with my mother, which was a very uncomfortable thing to watch with your mom, <laughs> especially when people are having sex. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, and I always tout it as one of the sexiest vampire films because it is extremely sexy. There is a lot of, even though it's not like, overly sexual or overly no sexualized. there's not a lot it's of nudity just, or actual no, sexual imagery it's just know. a lot of I think, sensual I th yeah i was gonna say i think it's more sensual than yeah sexual it's just it's um and you know there's just certain things in it that i'm i'm just like gaga over um but you know underlying the horror of being a vampire and then having that conflicting nature from hess about what should he do? You know, he doesn't yeah. want to be this, this, which I thought was pretty shitty. I was like, dude, you, you made her a vampire. Now you don't want to be one. What the hell was yeah. he supposed to do? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like it was, it, oh man, that's what that, the end really bugged me about that too. Is like, 
dude, like, I don't even understand the motivation behind it either. Like, it just suddenly he doesn't want to be a vampire anymore. Yeah, I mean, because um, this up to this point, he hadn't really killed a whole lot of people. I think he only killed, like, maybe three people. Other than that, yeah. he was doing, like, blood bank stuff. And I was like, okay, well, bro, you're not <laughs> you're not hurting anybody. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it. You know, the one. I think the one one murder he did with the lady of the night. I think that probably weighed on him. But, uh, yeah, the ending. I was just like, really? So now she's alone. Um, not really. But I don't know because anybody. you know the 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 <laughs> guy that she kills ends up coming back like you know because she even says like and i think i think this is you know because honestly it's it's kind of confusing mm -hmm. but i think this is what was happening and you know but i think that he um has had her turn this guy and they take him out and she's like no he's still alive he knew he was still alive yeah he knew he he had been turned um but she he's like no let's go let's get out of here you know and um, because he knew at that point he was going to um, kill himself, basically. Right. Um, and that he wanted somebody there to, to be, be with, there her. with her. So yeah. it was a, it was like a parting gift in a way. Like, but again, again, it's somebody he chose for her, and not somebody she chose for she herself. She chose for herself. And exactly. so, like, so it's like it's this like shitty gift in a way. <laughs> um, it's just like what 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 if I didn't really like this guy? He was okay, exactly. but you know, you know. No. What if what if I like ladies? You just ruined that for me. Um, which I heard that there was a little play on that in the the sweet blood of Jesus. So, mm, um, but yeah, once again, I know this this film is not going to be for everybody. I <laughs> yeah. think I think everybody owes it to themselves to watch it at least once. Yeah. And usually by the second or third time that you watch it, you're like, yeah, this movie isn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how I usually sell it to people. But, you know, I fully am completely 100% fine if not everybody loves this movie or loves it as much as I do. Because right. it is, it isn't, I think it was in a, a part of my life that I was just like, wow, this is this is a film. And, you know, I was very young and I was just like, this is really interesting. I've never seen black people like this in movies that are considered black exploitation. Like I said, I've right. seen a ton of them and this was completely different than anything I had ever seen. Much like, unlike the uh, one we're getting ready to talk yeah. about. <laughs> no, so we have anything else to say about Ganja and Hess? Yeah, I am. Um... No, and I think that's interesting too because, like, you know, I messaged you like midway through watching it, and I was just like, mm -hmm. "Oh, I got some stuff to say about this." <laughs> um, but it was because, like, I actually I, I find it an interesting movie, and I did definitely wasn't something I hated. Um, you 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 mentioned off air, you saw my uh my my letterboxed uh, yeah review of it that it was I gave it three three out of five stars, right. um, which is for me that's a good movie. That's it's a pretty it's, good rating. Yeah. It's 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 not so for me three stars is something that um that I find to be an, an average movie. Mm -hmm. Um let's see, I'm looking at my letterbox again. Yeah, so three stars is a movie that was good. I might watch it again. Um that's how I describe it on my letterbox as that's my ranking system. Um and so I found it to be an interesting watch. I don't mm -hmm. know that I'll ever watch it again, but I do find it interesting enough 
to that I definitely wanted to talk about it. Right. Um, Well, and I'm I glad wanted that to kind you of at least found it interesting enough to talk about it because yeah. not too many people, like you said, talk about <laughs> it. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, even if I hadn't, I hadn't enjoyed it, I'm sure I could have found some stuff that would have been interesting to talk about. Um, well, the but good thing about it is, is even if you don't enjoy it, we can still talk about it because, yeah. you know, you can let me know what it is that you didn't like about it. I mean, I'm never going to, I'm never going to beat it over anybody's head. Like, Right. oh, you didn't like it. You didn't get it. No, you didn't like it. You didn't like it. I like it, but I understand why you didn't like it. That's, that's Yeah, exactly. the great part about having top episodes with you on doing these podcasts because we don't always agree on everything. I think No. we agree on most, but we don't always Right. agree Yeah, on everything. you and I have you and I have very similar tastes, but they diverge in some ways, which Yeah. is nice. Um, but yeah, no, I think, you know, and again, I think this also comes down to a a cultural thing, um, where like it's not going to speak to me. And, and like you said, it doesn't speak to all black people either. But it 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 did speak to you on a level that um, touched you in a way that it's just not going to for me. Um, but then again, uh, like something comparable, like the hunger, I was also kind of soft on, you know, Right. so it's just they each have their own. And I find it interesting, too, because they're very similar in, in a lot of ways, because. The, the vampires in this movie don't have fangs. They have to cut Right. their victims open to drink the blood. To drink the Um, blood. and it's the same with that. They have to do the hunger. The hunger really should have been the other movie. I'm telling you. Um, once I told I, once I you, realized, I told I know, you. I know <laughs> I should have just we done can talk it. about that one another time. <laughs> That I'm sure yeah. we can find But I something do find else. it interesting how it parallels. And It it's does. interesting that the, that the author of the original book, um, the, uh, of the hunger, Whitley Stryber, he, you know, took these ideas and I don't know if he took them from, you know, having watched Ganja and has, maybe he did, um, you know, he saw, saw some of the ideas and was like, you know, what? I'm going to put that in my book. Um, I don't know when I, the actual I mean, I book really came out. think that the two of them make a good double billing. Like They I do. would watch both of them back to back just because they're very similar, you know, and then once again, you get these people turning people into vampires without really giving them that consent or that full knowledge Yeah. of what they're going to be. And, Absolutely, yeah. you know, it, it's to me, that's, that's worse than just cheating on me. <laughs> you just made me this undead thing. And I, what am I supposed to do with this? You know? Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, It's definitely one that it's a cult classic for a reason, you know, Yeah. and not everybody is going to be hip to it or like what's going on in this movie. And I fully understand that. Trust me. I, Right. I get that. I have an uncle that I argue about this stuff all the time because he's just like, it's so boring. And I'm like, but is it though? And he's like, it's boring. And I'm like, no, it is it? <laughs> you <laughs> I know, don't so think we it's are. boring for sure. Yeah. It it's definitely slow Occasionally. at times, and I definitely Yeah. was looking at my phone a lot. Yeah, Um, I, but I then feel again, like that I wasn't when I watch, missing uh, much either. You know, by when looking I, at my phone. So. yeah, when I watch, uh, Sophia Coppola movies, I feel like, okay, this is way too long, but <laughs> I, I fully understand that. So, um, I'm just glad that you at least dug it enough to watch it. And, and then if I do watch the sweet blood of Jesus, I will let you know if you should even bother, or if you watch it before I do, let me know. Cause <laughs> I'm not rushing to watch it. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm not in any hurry to watch it. Um, <laughs> I may have to wait until after you, you watch it. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, and I did want to remark, cause the thing that I mentioned, uh, whenever, when I messaged you about the thing that I want, that I was like, oh, I got stuff to say is 
Ganja is not a likable person at all. <laughs> She's a bitch. In my opinion, she <laughs> she is the way she treats Archie is horrible. Like, and Ganja or and Hess just lets her do it too. And I'm just like, wow. Like, it's just she is just mean. Now let me tell you, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack a little bit on what I said. She is a bitch, but here's the thing: she is a black woman who is now in a very affluential place. She's never had this kind of treatment. You would think she would be nice, yeah. but no, <laughs> that's not how she rolls. No, she's very demeaning to him. For oh, she was demeaning to Hess out the gate too. She's just like. Because she thought he was the servant too, right? When she first <laughs> when she first gets there, she's just like, "Yeah, I don't even remember what she said, but she was very demeaning to him." And he's like, "Uh, I'm Doctor Hess." But so. you have to put yourself in the headspace, and maybe this is where it comes in as me as a black woman. When you're used to people treating you subserviently, you kind of not that you should, but you kind of lash out because you know that they work for you. And this is right. now your station in life. I'm not saying it's right. right. <laughs> I'm just saying it's kind of like, I kind of equate it to the beginning of the film where George is, is making his suicide attempt and Hess is just like, yeah, well, you can't really do that. You know, and it's not so much that he, he does, he is concerned about his mental health, but he's also right. thinking of the fact that he's in a white neighborhood. And if this guy yeah. dies, <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter how much money he's got. This he's going to jail. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, exactly. He's thinking about himself purely to a fault. I mean, he is thinking of George, but he is thinking about what's going to happen to me if you die here. So well, and again, this plays to the cultural aspects of this movie of things that you don't think about right. in terms of like, oh yeah, that would that would be difficult, especially in nineteen seventies. In the seventies, it's still going now. I, yeah, I, I know it's still now, but you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but but I'm saying, I'm not saying that she's right, but right, no. I I can see her thinking that she's now the madam of the house. And for me personally, and, and y'all can take it however you want, if if the servant was white, I probably would <laughs> probably wouldn't have been upset about it. But I was just like, come on now, sister. You really, I mean, yeah, he's doing his job. Stop messing with this man. Yeah. But you know, she had a little bit of power and and that's the other thing that the power, this is her yeah. having power over a man, which is something she normally doesn't have. So no. not right. I'm not saying no, I'm no. not condoning it. And that's it. the thing. I understood it. I just didn't agree with it. <laughs> yeah. Not, condone, not condoning it by yeah, exactly. any means, but, exactly. you know, uh, in her sort of kind of defense. I, I well, think that's where she and was. again, that's what made everything really interesting to me is that you have this person who's kind of unlikable. Um, yeah. and you have Dr. Hess who is he's got his own issues. Like he's very withdrawn uh through all of the movie. Like he's withdrawn, he's got his kid going to a boarding school, like he doesn't even yeah, yeah. Kid. Yeah, you see <laughs> you the know? kid for like one scene one and then second. that's it. And the kid's gone after that. You don't know anything about the kid's mom. Um, you know, there's there's so much going on to this and everything like that. And we we haven't really talked about it. There's this is another aspect I did want to talk about was the religious aspect of it. Throughout yeah. this, you know, this originally starts getting narrated 
by the guy who's the preacher at the church, mm-hmm. um, who's also Hess's uh, chauffeur. Right. Um, and so there's this whole intermixing of um, Christianity through this. And there's this mythology built up that the the Mithrian society, these these blood drinkers and stuff like that, that they can only be killed by the cross. Um, but it's not something that had existed when they, when they were around. Right. Um, it's like their mythology. And so it was like this weird, like. It's like a hodgepodge of everything. Yeah. And it was, it, it, and I know there's, there's probably something in there that I wasn't quite grasping. Um, I did see that somebody said that um, it's, there's, um, that it's more about having to conform um, to white Christian society. Um, and so there's some commentary about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you, I'm not religious. Um, I haven't been religious since I was a kid. And even then I was very, very, very little religious at that. Right. Um, I went to church a couple of times as a kid um, <laughs> and I had a religious, I guess, crisis when I was in my teens where I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I should, I should be religious of some sort. And I kind of went to, I think we all go through that. Yeah. And then I came out the other side going, yeah, I don't like religion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm not atheist, but I don't, I don't, I don't believe in religion. Right. Yeah. Um, Same. I just don't want to get into all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, I, but that's what I found interesting about that. Yeah. That's kind of like a potpourri of everything. And I, (laughs) and I do agree with them though, with that, that uh, commentary of, having to conform to Christianity because, you know, at, at that African tribes had had their own religion yeah. and, and their own theology. And it it really is a huge commentary on that whole, you but know, it almost faith felt, crisis. Yeah. And it almost felt like that they didn't need to, that the, the, the cross and the Christianity and stuff like that wasn't necessary for them to um, die. Um, that wasn't what was really killing them, mm-hmm. but it was more of like them. It was all here. Here's oh man. I'm having an interesting thought about this <laughs> um, was that their conversion to Christianity, that that was what killed them. And right. that's, I think that's ultimate. Okay. I might be wrong, but this is an interesting thought about this is that their, their embrace and conversion to Christianity was what killed their um other religion their 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 spiritualness to um the the pa- their past their own mm-hmm. religions and stuff like that and being forced to conform to this is what um is what it is and it, yeah. you know i could completely be misreading it no, but that's kind of where like, i'm feeling that that's coming from there yeah i feel like that's 100% on the nose of of what you just said because Growing up in the church, and like we just said, I I went to church a lot <laughs> until yeah, I was yeah. probably about thirteen, and then my mom was like, well, "You can go, or you don't have to go." And I chose not to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, there are certain things in the church that still has ties to African roots, and I've mentioned yeah. this to you before. But I think I think that is exactly what you said. It's not so much the cross, but it's the complete. I guess giving con- over, giving yeah. over, and accepting that Christianity is the is that one true faith for them, 
as opposed, and then just erasing all of your, your history and the heritage that you grew up with. Um, right. So, yeah, it was interesting to me, you know, we didn't have somebody having a stake in their heart and, you know, we you know, yeah. there were a lot of things that we did not have a whole, uh, you know, vampire lore that we're used to. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, once yeah. again, it was selfish, <laughs> but it was interesting <laughs> to see. Um, yeah. And, and that's I, what I, no, okay. go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say, I, I do, I do appreciate that. And, and it may just be something that he was, that Bill Gunn was going through himself or that he yeah. saw, you know, in the seventies with the, the whole um, black is beautiful and black pride movement, Afro movement. Maybe he just saw that as a way to say, this is what's happening when you don't embrace your culture and your heritage and you accept this as, as what we are to be. Um, he had, he had a lot to say, <laughs> like in yeah. this movie, he had a lot to say. Yeah. I, I, that's what I, I feel like there's definitely a lot more going on um, that, you know, we didn't, you know, if you're, if you're not watching it, if you don't mm -hmm. watch it, you're not going to grasp it. Um, you know, and, and, you know, take it or leave it for what it is. But I think right. that there is definitely some interesting stuff going on in it. And again, I feel like if somebody could take all these parts of this and make it more cohesive, I think it would make for a very interesting movie um, or story or whatever, even if you yeah. just, something somebody writes or whatever like that, just more. And maybe somebody has. Um, and I just don't know about it. But um but I feel like this is that kind of movie that hasn't really been given that kind of um, cultural reappraisal. Mm -hmm. um, like it has to an extent, for sure. There's definitely, like I said before, there's been things written about it. There's a whole nother movie you know, remade about it and everything. But I, I really want to see something that takes this up, doesn't do a literal remake and does mm -hmm. something where it, it, takes the ideas and runs with it and, and, and deepens it in a yeah, way that we, it wasn't done yet. We, so. we say that a lot. We said that about Hellraiser. We do. <laughs> we do. But you know, it's true though, because you could have a whole world building off of these two characters alone and, and then see how it goes or see, you know, the different characters that this affects. I, I would love, I would love to see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'd like, I'd, I would definitely love to see something that would, you know, deepen it um, in a way that um, we just haven't gotten yet. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think that's all I have for this one, unless you have anything else. No, that's, that's all I've got. I think I've, right. I've talked enough about it. <laughs> I just want everybody to watch it. And then even if yeah. you don't like it, just tell me that you don't like it. I just want you to watch it though. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think, I think everybody should definitely give it a look. Um, mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's hard to find. Um, it's like literally streaming nowhere. And mm -hmm. it's not even as far as I understand, it's not really available for rent most places either. Um, so you do have to, you know, maybe do the um free trial of Kino on mm -hmm. uh, Amazon Prime. Um, so if you do that or just getting the Kino app itself, uh, it should be on there as well. Uh, but that being said, uh, the other movie uh, that we are talking about today is Scream, Blackula Scream, also from 1973. Um, but this one's more of a traditional uh, vampire flick, um, sort of. 
Um, there's of. also a lot going on with this one too. Yeah. But there's also not a lot going on with this movie. Um, and that's you know something I want to talk about. Um, but this one, this one was not uh, directed by a black director. Um, I'm not sure if any of the writers were black. Um, I haven't been able to uh, dive into it enough. Um, but um, the the director himself was white. He had done um, the Count Yorga uh, vampire movies, and that's why oh, he was brought yeah. in to do uh, this one. Um, and so, yeah, so the Scream Blackula Scream, it's the, obviously, it's the sequel to uh, Blackula, uh, which was a classic um, black exploitation um, vampire flick uh, of the 70s. Um, this one uh, not only has uh, William Marshall uh, returning as a Mama Waldy. Um, but uh, also has Pam Greer in one of her early Ooh. roles. Um, same year she made Coffee, uh, which was her, I think, her big breakout. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one of her rare horror um, roles, um, she's she hasn't done a lot of horror, um, which is kind of disappointing because she, she's really good in them. Yeah. I mean, she's really good in everything. So. Got her clothes on too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, much, much to my chagrin, but you know, right? it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we can pretty much watch anything else that she did in the seventies, and you know, we'll 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 be happier with it. Yes, um, but yes. you know, and that's the thing too, though. I think she's really kind of underutilized in this movie as well. She's got a strong. Don't get me wrong. She's got a strong role in this, and she does well with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's not in it that much and she's kind of the she's still kind of off to the side a little bit too much yeah uh, a little bit yeah but again i I think this was probably made um either before coffee came out or you know around the same time um and so it was something that because it was in in 1973 she had three movies come out um coffee this one and another one uh that i can't remember at the moment um but so you know her star was rising um and you know the 70s were her her decade definitely um, well at least the early 70s because basically from 71 to 75 she was making a ton of movies mm-hmm. and she was doing a lot and then she just kind of stopped um and it's crazy because it's so disappointing um <laughs> she should have been just a huger huger star yeah. that's that's always the the takeaway that i always have from it because just watching her 70s output was just it was so fantastic it's just it's surprising that she didn't become a bigger star uh than she did so yeah i feel that way about a lot of the black actresses from the 70s like marky bay and sugar hill honestly i don't know how she didn't do much right like after really didn't like it was weird a couple of exploitation movies and that was that was it and you know then you see him on the love boat and (laughs) yeah yeah. i mean and she's gorgeous you know marky bay is gorgeous and she was really really good in sugar hill and for whatever reason just wasn't in the cards now i know uh pam greer is it's in a kind of side role in this but it was nice to see them like let her act not that she's not acting in the other stuff as much as i i go on about her her fabulous figure you know, it's nice to see her be vulnerable and have all these different, you know, facets. Right. And I, I absolutely love her role in this. No, she's she's fantastic in this, and she's got a very strong role in it too. Mm-hmm. It's it, it may be a small role, but she's not. She is the damsel in distress, but she's also a powerful person in it. It's kind of hard. You have to watch the movie to see, right? Yeah. But again, but again, this movie. 
I'm going to say it. This movie's not good. Um, no. It's not great at all. Um, I was actually surprised because I, I think the last time I like I had to look at my my reviews and I, I thought I had um, reviewed this one higher than mm-hmm. the, uh, the first Blackula, but I didn't. It was actually this one's two and a half stars, whereas Blackula is uh, three stars. Yeah. Um. So but because this story feels like nothing, there's not much going on through most of it. Um. And then when it finally like the last half hour kind of like throws everything together mm-hmm. um, and it feels like there could have been more going on uh, in this movie. Um, but and I think um, we got so many vampires. It was like, we had so yeah. many people getting turned and I was just like, really? Another That's one? all that was going on for like really? the first another? hour was like that the <laughs> Momo Waldi was just turning everybody. Just turning everybody. It's like, really? That's that's and then you know then they started turning people and I'm like okay this is yeah. this is wow what is going on here well and this has your guy Richard Lawson in it too love um, Richard Lawson yeah <laughs> um, which is this was his first role um, in this he's playing Vampire Prince um, <laughs> <laughs> he really <was. laughs> he, seriously I feel like Prince stole his look from this guy <laughs> he so. probably did. <laughs> Just it was so funny because I'm like the first even the first time I saw the movie I was like, dude that guy looks like Prince, <laughs> so yeah. it, it was just it was hilarious. But even he doesn't get much play in this movie. There, it's so funny. Like it's a character that could have been so much better, yeah. Um, throughout it, but like everybody, even Mama Waldi feels so paper thin in this compared to the last movie compared to the original black i mean william marshall he always brings his a game oh, he but, does. But, it, but it feels like he was just like okay i'm gonna say these lines and get it over <laughs> right <laughs> i still have fun with the movie now i'm, I'm yeah. sitting here saying this but it is you know we start out once again 70s we start out with the voodoo and then but it was it good goes, voodoo too it though was, it wasn't it wasn't like the the cheesy really dumb um like right. paper thin voodoo like ooh voodoo's bad you know it, really it was, was very much a voodoo can be used for good or bad and i like that and even the cop the like the white cop was just like you know he he was he was putting it on the voodoo stuff but he was still kind of like he knows that it could be good you know what right. i mean yeah. so i like that aspect of it that at least in terms of it they understood that just because it's voodoo doesn't, doesn't mean it's mean bad, it's evil, right? Yeah. But yeah, no. Go ahead and t- tell me more about your thoughts. I mean, you know, it it's a fun watch, but like you said, it's not it's not as good as the original. Like William Crane, just I don't know, he just had a touch about the first film yeah. that this one still doesn't quite get there it's almost there but not really yeah and and, uh, he, and even pam greer can't save it that's the sad yeah, thing yeah and that's the bad thing about yeah. it you know <laughs> none of the leads can save it and no. richard lawson you know he he was interesting to watch you know uh once again these things i i read more into it than probably its meaning but you know there's this whole thing where he's basically a spoiled asshole and he wants to run this this voodoo coven of people and because he didn't get the say that he was you know the person in charge he just came across like he was just entitled but then i thought well if you're really about this life then 
why are you acting this way? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What were you what were you planning on doing with the voodoo stuff that you have to be? Right. So... He didn't seem like the kind of person who that was even important to him. No, none of it. I mean, it, it just seemed like he just had like this... it was all about the status to him, right. not the actual practice. And that's <laughs> why didn't... that's why she was like, No, I'm giving it to her. I'm giving it exactly. To, you know. And then when he does utilize it, the power, the first thing he does is resurrect. Yeah, Mama Waldi. Mama Waldi to get revenge. <laughs> so it's like I feel like maybe you—that's why you weren't in charge, sir. Because it comes—it comes back to literally bite him. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's so great. And then the whole aspect of him coming down the stairs like nothing happened, and then you know he can't see his reflection. Yeah, it's such great. a great scene. He's just so once again a petulant child. Well, hey, how do I look? <laughs> you know, yeah. Mom Waldi's like, I don't care how you look. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's comical to me. I, I, I don't know what, once again, like when we talked with, with Blade, what was the end game, sir? <laughs> like, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What did you really want the voodoo for? That's all I'm saying. Why did you want to be in charge? But like you said, it's the status part of it or yeah. whatever. But this is literally five minutes after your mom or whatever died. And this is the first thing you do yeah. to resurrect somebody for revenge. Um, I have a lot of fun with this film. However, uh, there's a very young Craig T. Nelson in this movie. Is Richard there? Lawson. Yeah, he's one of the cops. <laughs> I miss that. That's funny. He's super young, super young. Um, Probably still had his hair, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> But uh, you know, overall, so I, Richard Lawson and Craig T. Nelson teaming up uh, earlier. Poltergeist, right? Funny. Isn't that weird? It's a poltergeist reunion <laughs> almost ten years before. <laughs> That's wild. Um, it's too funny. But I, but I do enjoy this film. Like I said, it, it it's almost like they said, okay, well, the first one made a lot of money. Let's do this. What can we do with this one? Let's do voodoo in the mix. Okay, and then what? <laughs> and then that's what the script feels like that's well, exactly we're going to throw voodoo into it but now what okay we're just going to build up what? his vampire minions through most of the movie and then when we finally get to it, oh oh he wants to use her voodoo powers to, to end get rid of the curse yeah then why are you himself. biting all of these people right <laughs> like like that just seems mean. Like you're just it, passing this curse on to everybody else along the way. And you're just like, okay, you know, you know how much this curse sucks, dude. And yeah. Yeah. You're walking around as a, and once again, this is just like, yes, this is really selfish. <laughs> you're being really selfish right well, now. And it's interesting too, because like he could like, there, there, there is the wrinkle of like the easiest thing for him to do would just be walk out into the walk sun. Walk out in the sun. But he realizes that if he doesn't get rid of that curse, he could be re resurrected again. Again. Yeah. And so like, and that's a, that's a, that's a thing that I don't think is said in the movie, but it's definitely, if you think about it, that's obviously the the case. of Right. What's he doesn't want to come back again. Yeah, he doesn't want to come back again. again. And I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, I can't feel good. Right? Especially <laughs> when vampire <laughs> prince is the one resurrecting you. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think you're right. I think Prince saw this when he was a kid and he was like, yep, that's I'm telling it. you. That's He's like, that's one. my look. <laughs> I want to look like oh Willis, my... man. Yeah, exactly. What I you mean, talking he about, was Willis? Just... 
gosh, he was so, Richard Lawson was just like he was styling. You could not tell this this dude he was not the best thing that ever existed. Um, I I did like the I I and again this continues the interesting thing that sometimes they do with um, vampires. Like it's a, they don't do it with every vampire, mm -hmm. but they definitely did it with Blackula and they did it with other um, vampire movies. Um, where they give them a more demonic look or an animalistic look in their makeup. Like once they change over to their vampire form, oh, which is always kind of, kind of weird uh, and silly. That features. They, and yeah, the, they the get the, the yeah. Hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always, always the laugh at chops. that. Right, the mutton chops. <laughs> it's like, why are the mutton chops part of the, <laughs> why, why is that vampiric? <laughs> I always, and I know this is going to sound silly to you, but I, whenever I watch these movies with my uncles when I was younger, I would always be like, why are they so ashy? Like, <laughs> it's like they need cocoa butter. And my uncles would just be like, they're dead, Donna. <laughs> like, oh, oh. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah. I, I have a lot of fun when I watch these, especially when I watch them back to back, Blackula and Scream, Blackula Scream. But yeah. Uh, I think they definitely make a better sense to watch them together rather than yeah. even to watch them like this. Cause I did feel like, because I didn't rewatch Blackula before I watched this one, I felt like I was kind of like, cause I hadn't seen it in a long time that I was mm -hmm. missing a lot of context. Um, So I was just like, wait, what happened in the first one? <laughs> so why? Where? It's, it's definitely, uh, I, I, once again, I would definitely say watch screen Blackula scream though, simply because the performances from both William Marshall and Pam Greer, they really are bringing their A yeah. game to this, even though it's a hot mess. <laughs> it's a hot mess. Well, and that's the on. thing. The performances are great. It's right. not, I wouldn't say there's any problem with the performances. No. And even the writing isn't necessarily bad. It's just, there's not much going on for like a good, like I said, the good first hour of it is more of just like set up for the last half hour. Um, and it and it just it's a lot of Blackula biting people, right? And it's um, a lot in that house, the house that uh, yeah, that yeah. Everybody just keeps in. going in, going, "Hey, Willis, where you at?" And then <laughs> Willis and Mama Waldi biting them. They just start um, biting everybody. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, just why do people keep coming up <laughs> to this house? <laughs> they already know some other people went to the house looking and for never him came and back never out. came back out. Do they that think he's the having just some kind I'd of crazy party in there or what? Exactly. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> they have a phone for a reason. If I call and you don't pick up, I'm not coming over. I mean, I'm not calling. Put it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we live in the texting era. You got to text. Yeah, I'm not uh, calling anybody. But if I text <laughs> you and you don't text me, I, right? I know not to go. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's not a bad movie. I don't think it's necessarily a bad movie. Again, it's one of those movies that could have been better. Um, it's just there's not a lot going on. Um, there's not enough going on um, for me anyway. Um, no, I, I agree. There's really not a lot going on. But they, once again, this is a, a, a prime example of what you just said. If they had fleshed out the story a little bit more, the performances were already good. Even Richard yeah. Lawson, who was cracking me yeah. up every time he was on screen. <laughs> right. I just absolutely love how how flippant he was about everything. Um you know, he was trying to do some kind of like back talk sass to Mama Waldi, yeah. and he just kind of was like, "Okay, uh, I, I, I could kill you. You know this, right?" <laughs> yeah. You know? And he just kind of plays it off like, you know, "Oh, I'm cool. No, you're not. You're, you're yeah. going to be in trouble." 
Um, but I think if the if the script was better and the story was better, I think this one would have been as at least close to being as good as the first one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, there was there's I mean, potential there that just wasn't realized. I think that yeah, and that's I mean, ultimately where we got with both of these movies today is just that there's potential with both of these movies that just wasn't realized fully. Um, but they're still interesting movies uh, on their own. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's nice to see. For me personally, I like seeing black vampires. I just like seeing what they plan on doing with it, even if the makeup is atrocious and it's horrible. Uh, that that's one yeah. thing I just you don't you don't get to see too many of them and when you do usually it it's it's not enjoyable I will say I at least enjoy Scream Black Healers Scream even <laughs> if it's on a mystery science theater level I enjoy the hell out of it because it's yeah. just it's so much fun and like I said there is a young Craig T. Nelson there's a young <laughs> Richard Lawson there's a young Pam Greer Richard William Marshall had already been old at that point yeah. <laughs> I think he was probably like in his 30s or 40s, 40s probably. Um, but yeah, it's it's this is more on the line of the black exploitation movies. I grew up watching black exploitation horror movies that I grew up watching, and so these kind of characters, this is what I'm more familiar with. And I think once again, going back to Ganjan Hess, that's why it struck me as such a interesting film because I wasn't right. seeing these types of of tropes that we get with certain black exploitation movies nothing against it, them i have fun with them right no and i think that's what's interesting too because like uh, like scream blackula scream doesn't doesn't for me doesn't lean enough into the black exploit uh, black exploitation aspects as it could as well like it's there but like i feel like they could have done just a little bit more and maybe been a little bit more tongue-in-cheek I think maybe um, because it was a white director, maybe he didn't want to push yeah, it. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah. And again, that's where that's where it's interesting. Like it, either you got to get somebody who is like Leonard Cohen, not Leonard mm -hmm. Cohen, Larry Cohen, um, who um, who did some black exploitation movies at the time. Uh, total white dude, um, but you know knew how to you know embrace Navigate. that right. Um, and navigate it like yeah like you said navigate it in a way and i think because he was respectful to um the people in the genre um that you know and but bringing somebody in that maybe um was a little bit more reluctant and maybe didn't know that kind of material right because i mean obviously they got him because he was a vampire director and had been successful with a couple of vampire movies so it's like that's why it's this feels like more traditional vampire mm -hmm. um and more of a traditional movie, not so much black exploitation. But I mean, again, it's that none of that makes it a, a terrible movie. It's it's not a movie that I'm probably likely to go back to very often, mm -hmm. um, even though it does have Pam Greer. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I'll go watch her other stuff. I still need to watch. There's still a couple <laughs> movies that I haven't seen of hers yet. Uh, Friday Foster and Bucktown. Oh my gosh! You haven't watched. seen Friday Foster? Uh, no, I haven't. I gotta watch it. That is it. one of my favorite ones. Nobody talks about Friday Foster. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have to watch it, and we'll have to talk uh, off the air about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I was on a, I was on a, I was on a Pam kick for a while, and I was watching all her movies, um, like the the seventies output. 
Um, I mean, you should always be on a Pam kick. Are you kidding me? Oh. I watch those movies like every chance <laughs> I get. <laughs> I need to like I need to get some of them on on Blu-ray. Like yeah. um for sure. Like I That's I'm, one of the things I do not own them, but whenever there's like a marathon of Pam movies, yeah. I'm there. I'm yeah. not, no, not Tubi moving. has quite a few of them. So if anybody's interested, definitely go check out because they definitely yeah. have Coffee and Foxy Brown. Those are her two her two biggest and probably the best. Yeah. Um definitely go check those out because those are a lot of fun um those are her two big starring roles i mean she she had other starring stuff after that like you said friday foster mm -hmm. um and um it's the one it's another oh. kind of pg rated one um it's not sheba baby what is no that? it's the other one yeah but sheba baby you. was good too but yeah yeah she was um, a good one yeah, so there's so, you know she's got a lot of good stuff. Definitely yeah, and I mean she really she really does shine in this one. Like yeah. you said, even though it's a smaller, or not as a, a a big role, um, and they don't utilize her as much, but she yeah. really in the scenes that she's in, she's amazing. She's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, yeah, I I feel like she could have done a lot more in horror. Um, she only did you know a few other ones that I can think of. Um, something uh, wicked this way comes, and uh, uh, of course, bones. Um, yeah, ghost to and, Mars. Uh, ghost to Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like Carpenter, but that one's not so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Um, but I own it. Um, Me too. <laughs> I own everything Carpenter. Well, Me not too. everything, but I've I own most of this, <laughs> most everything of his movies, even if I haven't seen them all yet. Um, I even have Dark Star and The Ward. Oh my goodness. I don't have that. I need to get on that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Dark Star yet. Or or the Ward. I started the Ward, but I didn't finish it. And not because it was boring or anything like that. Was... I didn't I didn't yeah. mind the Ward. I thought that was all right. Yeah. I've heard I've heard good and bad things about it. Um yeah. and it's one of those ones that I definitely want to check out. I just I haven't um gotten gotten to sit down and really just watch it. But anyway. That being said, uh, yeah, no, both of these movies are really good. I think everybody should check them out. Um, definitely, if you're going to watch Scream, Blackula Scream, watch Blackula first. Definitely. Um, watch, them as a watch those as a double. Mm -hmm. um, and then watch Ganja and, and, and Hess and The Hunger as a double. And The Hunger. So <laughs> <laughs> See, my woman's know. intuition as never as, lies. As soon as we started talking and I realized the, the parallels, I was like, oh, my God, we should have totally done that. Stick with um, me, kid. I, I know. Steer you right every time. You you were right. You were right. <laughs> That's okay. We'll talk about the hunger. We will. Time. We'll. We'll. Yeah. Well, I do want to do the hunger as as when I'll, we'll have to pair it with something. Uh, okay. Uh, else, that's interesting. When I pick um, that one, you're gonna go with it. Yes. 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 I definitely will. <laughs> I'm just being bossy on your show. You're I know. You're so it. bossy. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about these I, two wonderful black vampire black exploitation movies? I don't think so. I think I think I'm good. I, I like I said, I I enjoyed them both for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, um, you know, scream black and the scream less or so. But um, <laughs> you know, but um, I did enjoy them, and I, it's always good to have you on, especially you know, to 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 talk some black movies uh, during Black History Month because it's always uh, um, good to have somebody with a more you know. A, a a 
somebody who's part of the culture because I'm just a, I'm just an old white dude. I know I'm just an old white dude. So, you know, it's, if I had had somebody white on, let's talk some black movie. No, <laughs> at least I'm smart oh, <laughs> in that, in is. that you respect. Only want anyway. me for the blackness, no, 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 <laughs> that's not true. I have I'm you on teasing. for all kinds totally, of other stuff. <laughs> totally teasing. Um, but yeah, I, so we really need to work on the other project so we can yes. finally tell people about it one day. And yes, I know we've been teasing it for it. like, I don't know, over a year now. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. I'm we super definitely excited. need to, there's, there's movement, slow movement, but there's definitely <laughs> movement going on. It's on getting it, there. So it's getting there slowly, but surely. So, so um, but yeah. I'm glad that you're back and this yes, was very nice you. to talk to you. And I cannot wait to hear the rest of the double features that people were picking for you. I'm yeah, no, there's excited. definitely some interesting and and fun stuff, weird well, and good. fun stuff coming up. So um, definitely things that um, are going to be um, uh, stuff that I have never seen before and Ooh, wow. things I would have never probably chosen for the show. Uh -huh. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to, uh, man, I'm, uh, I'm super excited now yeah. that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back, man. Seriously. Yeah, I, you. I, very I much missed you it. and I know a lot of people missed you too. So I hope so. I have a lot of fun doing it. So I'm hoping others are having uh fun listening still. So yeah, it uh, that's shows it's important. We can, we can <laughs> tell when you really, when you really are having fun and you, you guys have such great conversations. I love the guests. Every time you have a, a new person on or the same people. I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to listen to this and see what's going on. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely fun. It's a, it's a labor of love. Uh, Cause I'm definitely not making any money off of this. So. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, um, I, I cannot wait until I come back again. Um, and then I will just keep my ears peeled to hear all of the yeah. great features to come. Well, why don't you let people know where they can find you online? All right. Well, um, the usual social media places, Twitter, Instagram is where I usually hang out the most. I have a discord. I haven't gotten on blue sky. I'm sorry. I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> and wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where you can find my podcast. So that's yeah, it. Definitely that's go check her stuff out. She did, Like I said earlier, she definitely did a, a an episode on uh, Ganja and has, and you can hear her solo thoughts on it. Um, and I have not actually listened to that episode yet because I wanted to come into this one completely free yeah. uh, and 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 hear your thoughts on it. And now I'll go back and listen to that episode. That's yeah, probably <laughs> for the best. I kind of I kind of go off on. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be interesting to see what you said there, how it parallels to what we said here. Yeah, so. I, I I hope you like it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I always I'll, I'll I always look, love your show too. So. I'll look forward to you. Um, reaching out whenever you're you're ready but i'm i'm really just a fan to listen to all of the great people that you Thank have you on so here much. so i'm excited to see what's coming next <laughs> well i uh i i'm excited to keep it going and this is going to be going to be an interesting year for sure so. <laughs> all right well thank you again i appreciate you coming on and uh, we'll be talking to you very soon absolutely thanks again to donna for joining me on friday katrina is back to talk about black widow and on monday Jason LeBlanc returns to the show to talk about the original House on Haunted Hill and House of the Long Shadows. Thanks for listening. Creepy and Geeky is a part of the Morbidly Beautiful podcast network. Please check out morbidlybeautiful.com slash podcasts for more great shows. 
If you like what you've heard, please consider giving the show five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, please share the podcast on social media to help spread the word. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at creepyandgeeky.com. Music for the podcast is Gratitude, composed by Harper Smith. You can follow the podcast on social media at Creepy and Geeky on both Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm GeekThulu on Twitter and Geek.Thulu on Instagram. You can support the podcast by ordering teas and more on TeePublic or by donating to the coffee page. All of the links are in the show notes. Finally, don't forget, stay creepy.